What's up everyone and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. Today we have an article from the New Zealand Herald and this article is about how old Uncle Touchy, the Joe Exotic of the Windsor family, could end up penniless if and when Prince Charles cuts him off. How long have I been talking about Prince Charles not wanting anything to do with Andrew? Is anyone going to be shocked if Charles becomes king and sends Andrew into exile? Because I'm pretty sure that's what he has in store for him. All right, let's check out this article from uh, Daniela Elser, and let's see what's going on. Back in the day, a monarch had plenty of nifty options of how to deal with an errant sibling. Exile to the continent was always a popular choice, e.g. King George and the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, while the Tower of London was a reoccurring favorite. Queen Mary I imprisoned her half-sister, Princess Elizabeth, while Richard of Gloucester shoved his brother's young sons in there the minute the king died, only for the young boys to never be seen again. And that's what I mean for those of you in America when I talk about the Tower of London. That's what I'm talking about. Put, put Prince Andrew there. If it was good enough for these kids, why isn't it good enough for scumbag over here? The British crown also has an unfortunate track record when it comes to a spot of fratricide. William II died after being shot in the back, with many claiming his brother, who became Henry I, was responsible for ordering the killing, while George Plantagenet, Duke of Clarence, was rumored to have been drowned in a huge vat of wine after conspiring against his brother, Edward IV. So you see, there's a, uh, a long, rich history here of English monarchs killing their brothers and sisters. I wonder if uh, Prince Charles ever looks back fondly at those times, because, let's be honest, having the power to shunt his younger brother and perpetual headache Prince Andrew off to some isolated schloss in Bavaria probably sounds pretty damn tempting right now. (laughs) How long have I been saying that, folks? If I was the king, let me tell you what. This dude would be launched into orbit, literally. He would never show his face again. And the, the way I would hold him to that is I would be in charge of the purse string. You're not getting one single dollar of royal money unless you play to my tune, my friend. There'll be no dancing around. There'll be no going hanging out with perverts. None of it. You're going to go. You're going to learn how to crochet. You're going to learn how to knit. And you're going to sit in your bazillion dollar mansion that you're not even paying for, and you're going to shut your mouth. That would be the conversation I'd be having with him. For the better part of the last two and a half years, when the royal family wasn't dealing with whatever pyrotechnic TV complaining Harry and Meghan, Duke and Duchess of Sussex were up to, they have been contending with the human equivalent of the Exxon Valdez, a.k.a. Andrew the Perpetual, rolling publicity disaster, he has become. Well, he, he, ha- he only has himself to blame. If this guy would just fade back into the background, not show up to any more events, not come on the arm of the queen, people will start talking about other things. But as long as he's thrust into our face, as long as he's involved, he's going to be a topic of conversation. And certainly, he's going to be up for a whole bunch of mockery. And what comes along with that is the fallout rains down on the royals as well. So they should have stopped Andrew 
They didn't want this stuff to happen. They didn't want the Jubilee ceremony to be screwed up or whatever. They should have forced Andrew to speak to the FBI a long time ago. But instead, as the author so deftly states here, it became the Exxon Valdez of humanity. In 2019, his friendship with convicted child sex offender pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was thrust back into the spotlight when the financier pedophile was arrested on sex trafficking charges. Epstein's suicide, allegedly, in August of that year, followed by Andrew's uh, ham-handed attempt to deal with the situation by speaking to the BBC, resulted in the most precipitous royal fall from grace since Harold II managed to lose England to the Normans. Yikes. Oh my. She's heaping it on here, folks, really piling on Uncle Touchy, and he deserves it. Every single article that's ever penned about this man ever again should be filled with scorn, mockery, and absolute fire because he deserves nothing less. The way he trotted around, scumbagging it up, acting like, oh, I'm an honorable guy, I'm going to help the FBI, and then doing none of it, launches him into an orbit of supreme scumbaggery. Earlier this year, Andrew had to pay Virginia Roberts a reported $21.5 million to settle her her civil sex abuse lawsuit in New York. The Duke has always denied her claims, but paid $21.5 million, huh? Okay, sure. I mean, do any of you know anyone out there who would be paying $21.5 million to someone they've never even met if they were alleged to have done something and not go to court over it? You better believe I'm going to court. If I have the the funds and the the means that Prince Andrew does, and I could hire people like Brettler and I'm innocent, (laughs) we're going to court. And we're going to battle it out. We'll see whose lawyer's better. Because I, if I'm if I'm innocent and I know I'm innocent, oh, I'd be banking on a guy like Brettler every day of the week. But Andrew wasn't innocent. He knew he knows he's not. In my opinion, this guy knew he was cooked. There is not a single solitary way you can spin that last paragraph to make it sound even a smidgen less horrendously damaging to the monarchy than it is. And it is Charles who is going to have to clean up this Andrew mess. He should start now. Start right now telling his mom, look, I'm going to be the king, right? You're the, you're the queen now, but I'm the crown prince, and I'm going to need you to back me on this. We need to send this dude into exile. He can't ever be around again, and he certainly can't take part in any sort of public uh, uh, functions. But that hasn't happened. The queen has been very strong in her rebuttals when people have tried to pry Andrew out of her grasp. And it's really causing her a lot of harm, harm to her legacy. And history is going to be the, 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 the telling the tale of that for sure. And it is Charles who is going to have to clean up this Andrew mess. Because even now... Even after the Queen and Charles reportedly had to find the tens of millions to pay Miss Roberts, Andrew's money, the source of which he has never even partially explained, it being tied up in his $32 million Swiss ski chalet, Her Majesty seems more than willing to let Andrew get away with PR murder time and time again. And sometimes your love for somebody can really cloud your decision making. And that's when other people have to step in. 
And honestly, the only person who can really step in here is Charles. So we're, we're relying on the friend of a notorious pedophile, Jimmy Savile, to step in and get rid of the friend of, a noto- uh, of another notorious pedophile. Sounds like we got ourselves a shit deal here, folks. Look no further than in late March when the now 96-year-old Sovereign gave him a starring role in the service of Thanksgiving for Prince Philip in a spectacularly misguided show of public support. If there was one thing that Abby moment proved, is it that while the Queen remains on the throne, Andrew is golden. How in the hell could this be your favorite kid? That alone makes me question the Queen's judgment. You have some other kids out there. None of your other kids are decent. All your other kids are so disgusting that Andrew's your favorite? Sure, he no longer has any official role, having been stripped of his honorary military titles and his official patronages by his mumsy in January, nor has he left British soil since Epstein's arrest. Yes, this world might have dramatically shrunk, but he still gets to spend his days swanning around his freebie 31-room Georgian pile, Royal Lodge in Windsor, which comes fully staffed and on 98 acres of manicured grounds. Now imagine that, huh? 98 acres of manicured grounds. Must be nice. Not even paying for it. Sitting around all day. Feeling sorry for yourself. What an absolute scuzzball. For now, that is. Because look at that into the future. Just peer a bit further down the road and the picture for the disgraced Duke starts to look decidedly less rosy. Think being booted out of his massive house and being truly sidelined from royal life. For Andrew, the real pain might not have even started. I agree with that, and I've been very adamant about that. The second the queen is no longer with us, Charles is going to slam the hammer down on this dude. The reason for all of this lies in the 14th century creation the vastly wealthy estate called the Duchy of Lancaster, where later Edward IV, he of the wine barrel brother drowning, decided should belong solely to whoever was the monarch. Today, the duchy is worth more than $1 billion and generated $39 million in revenue last year, making it a tidy earner for the queen. Yes, yeah, a couple of bucks, huh? It is out of this money that the Queen keeps her children and a few extended relatives like the Kents and Gloucesters fed, watered, and in generous berry bros and rud wine orders. After a hard day of plaque unveiling, a decent bottle of claret sounds like a reasonable reasonable recompense, no? I mean, come on. Go get a job. All of these royals out here that are still bilking it off of the public dime, go get a job. It is from this income that Her Majesty used to find the $437,000 allowance she previously gave Andrew, technically to help him undertake official duties. How exactly he is supporting himself these days is a bit of a mystery, but we can make some educated guesses because while he might not have a job, a role, any remaining dignity, or anything to do all day but aimlessly practice his putting, the 62-year-old seems to be managing money-wise. He still has that hideous green Bentley with its personalized DOI number plate. Imagine, let me go get a vanity plate for my Bentley. Ho, 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 ho. 
doesn't even have the kind of salary that would afford people a Bentley, right? He's making as much money as, you know, $437,000, decent amount of dough. Not for the prince, though. Not for the lifestyle this guy likes to live. While he may no longer have that official Buckingham Palace office, it's just him and all the post-it notes he's managed to nick on the way out. Her Majesty is most likely still bankrolling him. He also receives a naval pension of about 35 grand. And it is pretty reasonable bet to bet that cash is coming from the Lancaster Kitty. When Charles accedes, the Duchy of Lancaster will fall entirely under his control, as will the handing out of the 140-plus grace and favor houses across the UK, which belong to the Crown. Which is to say, the coming years, all the fringe benefits with Andrew currently enjoys, are about to come exclusively under the control of his brother. And I we've talked about this a lot here, and that's a reason why I'm I'm reading this article today and, and adding it to the catalog, because it's so true. I feel the same way. He's going to be completely cut off. And I think he understands that. Uh oh. For his entire life the Duke of York has enjoyed his mother's perpetual indulgence, but those days are numbered. The reality that he will face when his brother takes over could be starkly different. Charles and Andrew have never been close as brothers, given their 12 years age difference and their completely opposing personalities and interests. Unless you mean hanging out with pedophiles, they share that interest, no? The Prince of Wales, as far as I know, has never hung out with a Libyan gunrunner, gone goose hunting with a dictator, or been photographed uh, lolling about a yacht surrounded by a, ver- a veritable harem of topless, much younger women. Nobody's hung out with Jimmy Savile, right? That was his boy, wasn't it? Let's not act like Charles is some good guy here. In recent years, the princes have reportedly clashed over Charles's plan for a much leaner, streamlined royal family. One with the Yorks shoved to the margins, having reportedly infuriated Andrew. In 2016, the Express reported that the Prince of Wales has blocked an attempt by his younger brother to nab taxpayer-funded official roles for his daughter Princess Beatrice and Eugenie and for them to be upgraded to the Kensington Palace digs from their small St. James Palace apartments. It's all about maneuvering, right? All about, oh, my kids need to have a better role. Oh, my kids don't have enough. How much more do your kids need? Like, they don't have enough already? You gotta get agitated because it might be a leaner royal family? More recently, Charles reportedly played a role in Andrew's ousting from official royal duties both in 2019 and then this final defrocking this year. There is every chance Charles could dramatically reduce his brother's Lancaster-derived allowance and boot him out of Royal Lodge for somewhere less stately and far away from the monarchy power base in Windsor. That's definitely going to happen. There's no chance that this dude's going to be welcomed around the, the castle when Charles takes over. It's just not going to happen. On the housing front, it is looking increasingly likely that William and Kate, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, will move, at least part-time, to Windsor this year. One of the properties that has been mooted as a possible country home for them is, you guessed it, Royal Lodge. There is no shinier jewel in Andrew's crown than Royal Lodge. To me, the symbolism of Andrew losing the massive estate he enjoys, essentially for free, for it to be handed over to the adored, 
ostensibly near-perfect Cambridges, would be absolutely delicious. Well, I don't know about them being perfect or anything like that, but as long as they're not molesting kids and hanging out with pedophiles, they're a step above Uncle Touchy. Football. For more than 50 years, the grade 2 historic home belonged to the Queen Mother. Imagine how much gin has been spilt on the priceless Abusin carpets and how much Ladbrokes betting slips the maids are still finding down the back of the silk sofas. I can't get uh, too down on that, right? Nice little wager being put in. I guess the royals even like to do that every time, uh, now and again. When she passed away, Queen Andrew pro- was promptly given the mansion, moving out of his monstrosity Sunning Hill Park, freeing him up to sell the massive and ugly home that he and his ex-wife Sarah, Duchess of York, had built in the 80s. It might have taken more than five years to sell, but luckily, the son-in-law of Andrew's goose-hunting dictator chum so wanted the crumbling property that, he, that they paid $5.2 million over the asking price. Talk about luck. I mean, does anyone think that was on the up and up? Especially now with all we know about Andrew? Just take a look at his dealings with Turk Selman. Yeah, but this was on the up and up, right? Her Majesty might be unwilling to make Andrew face the the issues of being downgraded to some lesser graced and favor home, but Charles is a different cup of tea entirely. For much of the last 20 years, it has not only been Andrew, but also broke Fergie, who was called Royal Lodge Home. While the Queen is said to have a, a soft spot for her fa- former daughter-in-law, there is reportedly no love lost between Charles and the Duchess. From everything I've heard, he dislikes her immensely. And it's going to play a part, I'm telling you right now. And whenever the time comes, we'll come back and revisit this episode and we'll talk about it again. Because Prince Andrew has a shelf life that is dwindling very, very quickly. If Charles should give the Yorks the boot from Royal Lodge, it would therefore be something of a two-for-one. For Andrew, being chucked out by his brother and having his allowance cut would be abjectly humi- humiliating and would be a serious blow for his hugely overinflated ego. Is there a single person aside from Fergie, their daughters, and his paid team of lawyers and spin, spin doctors who would lose a wink of sleep at the thought of Andrew being taken down a peg or two? Well, the Lady Victoria Harvey, the Maxwells, and the journalist guy who interviewed the Maxwells, maybe. But besides that, I think the whole entire world would be laughing in glee. I'd argue that Andrew being forced to pay a real price for his appalling choices and friendship with Epstein could be met with collective applause, all with the added benefit of making King Charles III look like a firm, decisive leader attuned to public sentiment. It is a way for him to ingratiate himself to the public. If he goes after his brother like that and shows the public that I'm getting rid of this guy, I think he'll end up being uh, at least more favored than he is because nobody likes this guy. And can you blame him? Another one. Jimmy Savile as your buddy? Give me a break, man. All of these people, of all the people they can choose to chill with, hang out with, get advice from, they choose pedophiles and child molesters? Charles might have inched his way back into positive territory in terms of public approval, 
but he must be all too aware of that very lukewarm reception he faces from his subjects when he becomes king. That is why a surefire PR win by, say, clipping Andrew's financial wings would make for a particularly attractive prospect. We're in a strange moment in the royal world, on the precipice of a once-in-a-century change. There will be a new world order when that happens, and there are some members of the House of Windsor who are poised to come out on top and others who face a much colder future. So, enjoy Royal Lodge, and boy, I'm bossing about the gardeners while you can, Andrew. You know what they say, you don't know what, it, what, what you have until it's gone, and you've been forci- forcibly ro- relocated to rural Yorkshire. So, this article really strikes home at what I've been getting at, and that's the fact that Prince Andrew, Uncle Touchy, the Joe Exotic of the Windsor family, the crown prince of nothing? Well, he's on his way out. His star has lost its shine for sure. And his brother, who will be the king, plans on putting it out and exterminating its light forever. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that at bobbycapucci at protonmail.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-P-U-C-C-I at protonmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at B-O-B-B-Y underscore C-A-P-U-C-C-I. The links that we discussed can be found in the description. Hey guys, it is 